Welcome to another Quantum Conversation, brought to you by AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and I invite you to sit back as we enter the quantum realm, that space of the greater part of you. It is your connection to infinite possibilities, infinite potential, and infinite mastery. And welcome, everyone. Thank you for joining our circle today. This is QCTV to inspire and to empower. My name is Loren Gailey, and I'm so glad that you're joining us. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are here with a very special guest today who is a channel of the Pleiadians. She's going to be taking your questions on our chat box. So please click the link on the link to our show page, and you can ask your questions question of the Pleiadians. Now, Nora has been channeling the Pleiadians since 1996, and now she is a channel to so many other beings, including our beloved Lemurians, the Lyrans, and so much more. Let's welcome Nora Harold to Quantum Conversations. Thank you for being here. Yay! Hey, Loren. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much, Loren, for having me back on the show and I'm super excited to be here for the first time on the TV portion of your show. That's super fun. Thank you. It's fun to see you and it's fun to see um, this world of technology because it really is the Aquarian age. Absolutely. We can say AI is coming in, but we can friend it. Maybe we can talk about that because this is the Aquarian age. It allows all of us to gather in this space, to gather with another on different platforms. There's so many platforms available, and that is such a beautiful thing for me. And so let's talk. Let's catch up with you. We are here in 2019. We are midway through. We are on the precipice of 2020. And we don't wait for anything or any special dates, but we notice what happens in the here and the now. And what's happening in the here and the now is this energy of empowerment. I think everyone's feeling it. It's also a huge energy of shift. This has been an upgrade year like no other that I can personally recall. So let's check in with you and see really what's going on because it's exciting. Yeah, I completely concur about the upgrades and the acceleration of our shift and the upgrades in our operating systems as creator beings at this time. It's really interesting because um, you know, back in 2015, and then all through 2016, I did a lot of work on manifestation and operating as creator. And this whole operate from joy technology thing came through from the Pleiadians. You know, and then the summer of 2016 hit. And holy, can I swear? On TV show? <laughs> yes. Shit, right? <laughs> holy shit. The summer of 2016 hit. And we went to this timeline that promoted massive transmutation of trauma and spent two years navigating through the shadowy trauma points within ourselves, wherever those traumas came from, whether it be earlier on in this incarnation, other incarnations, 
other dimensions, other universes, other planetary systems across the board, right? We didn't know we were going to do that. And then collectively we thought in the summer of 2016 we're going to jump to this higher timeline and we're going to keep going, right? We're going to keep ramping it up, creating in the moment, accelerating, expanding, and it's going to be really fun and bright and joyful. And it was hard and dark and heavy a lot of the time, right? And then last summer, uh, right, sometime in the beginning of August after the eclipse last summer, the series of eclipses, I think we had three last summer. At that point, we jumped to the elevated timeline that we thought we were going to go to in 2016. So what I've noticed now in my work, especially as we hit 2019, is the Pleiadians are all about manifestation again, operating as creator, using that operate from joy technology. It's not like that went anywhere, but we gave ourselves such an opportunity to deal with our trauma for a few years that we took it. And now, even though it's looking on the surface, right, like um, not a lot has changed since last summer, right? It's looking like the bad, bad guys, right, are still running things. That's not really at all the truth of what's happening. The truth of what's happening is, right, we're accessing our state of oneness, and it's much easier for us now to manifest instantaneously as long as we're also tending to our shadow and our trauma. That's huge. Yeah. Tending to the shadow. So that's what's happening now. These, <clears throat> It seems like lots of systems are coming up for every individual to make that choice of humane or inhumane, let's even boil it down to that. But it's also an empowering time where we're not sitting around anymore. We're stepping up to take an action, no matter what that action is, whether it's doing something that inspires others, uh, doing something that helps the environment, uh, funding projects that are good for new earth. All of these things are ways that we can express how we get along in the world. And this is going to go back to what you were talking about, operating from joy, because this is actually, it's 5D technology. It's how we get into new earth. And we're going to talk deeper about that. But it literally is the requirement. And so look at the requirement of literally living in joy, following the thread of joy in everything that we do. That's why there's so many upgrades this year. And it's not just upgrades on us and our thought forms or our businesses or our plans, but it's everything, even down to the machinery. I think we talked about this even in the beginning of this year, too, because it was um, such an upgrade on many levels that was a metaphor of what we're going through. And so um, when we all express from this level of joy, my goodness, that is so simple, but it's not always easy, but it really is the new prerequisite or the requirement. Yes, and you know, you said something really beautiful there about our humanness and our humanity. I'm paraphrasing a little bit. I, I caught you uh, use that word and the importance of it. And the Pleiadians have really been stressing that as well, that integration and reascension is not about becoming less human. A big piece of it is embracing our humanness and our collective humanity 
fully, right? Bringing our higher energy to humanity, running it through our human containers and seeing, literally seeing every other being on earth as our brothers and sisters, our cousins, our aunts, our uncles, our mothers, our fathers, our most dearly beloved friends, right? Just in costume. Now, that doesn't mean we're always going to be in agreement <laughs> with everyone that we run into or <laughs> or some of the things that people are saying that maybe we just get to hear, right? But we don't actually physically run into them, right? So we can see the ego personality and, and how the trauma runs through the ego personality. And boy, are we seeing that right now, right? Like, if you've got unchecked trauma, man, your ego is going to show it to everyone so clearly. And if you have that same untransmitted trauma within yourself, you're not going to be able to recognize it for what it is in that reflection. Uh, greetings, Loren. This is the Pleiadians. We want to come in on this piece specifically because it's new information for Nora. Uh, so we're just going to give it. So hello. It's amazing to be here with you in this format, Loren, and all of you beautiful universal beings of love and life that are tuning in today. Thank you for bringing your light and your love and your humanity to this work. So, you have beings right now on center stage, some of whom are being run by their untransmuted traumas. Those traumas cause distortions in the ego, which play out as beliefs relating to separation, right? It's all about separation. Fear, hate, racism, sexism, misogyny, homophobia, all of it, right? Those are all forms of fears and hatreds that can be founded in an idea of separation. That person is gay, I'm not, right? We're separate. We're different. That separation only exists due to untransmuted trauma. So, for those of you who have been able to clear underlying traumas that are similar to what you're seeing being run through the ego distortions right now of some of your quote-unquote leaders, right? For those of you who have cleared those traumas, it's very easy for you to recognize it. You can say, oh, look at that. Look at that big blowhard up there just feeling his fear all over the place. He's like a damaged five-year-old who has not healed, right? For those who have not transmuted their underlying traumas, who hold the same trauma pieces as those who are spewing the hatred and the fear that is a byproduct of ideas around separation, they don't recognize it as wrong or bad. They see it instead as familiar, comforting even, right? They're comforted by it because they are the same within themselves running that same trauma. So this is one of the things that's really going to come up for all of you right now. It's really confusing to a lot of you, right? Because for those of you who have 
confronted your traumas and done that inner work, you know, you see somebody, we'll just use the, the biggie right now, right, Donald Trump, right? You see him up there spewing his racism and his fear and all the different forms it takes, which is all just separation. And for those of you who have cleared your trauma, you just say, oh, look at all that fear. For those who have not accessed and cleared their trauma, they see it as truth. They see it as truth, what's coming out of him and the other fear-based beings who are trying to hold the monopoly on power on your world. So for those of you who have cleared that trauma, anytime you run into somebody who tries to convince you <laughs> in one way or another that hate is the way, separation is the way, fear is the way, the first thing you can do is recognize, okay, they're coming from untransmitted trauma themselves. Now, it's not a matter of pointing that out to them. You're not going to be able to. It's not a matter of talking them out of it. It's a matter of recognizing them as a being of love underneath that trauma and at least for a moment holding that recognition and that truth, reflecting that higher perspective back to them, that they are love incarnate, complete, whole, not separate in any way from anyone else. And that comes across energetically, right? You you transmit that information energetically, telepathically. Conversations can come later then. If they return to you with an opening or perhaps the beginnings of a different point of view, for now that work needs to be primarily energetic. Okay. Well, there's the Pleiadians already burgeoned in, like I said. <laughs> yes, and so this, okay, this is kind of a touchy subject. Even in a consciousness community like we have, there is divisiveness. There is the there's this side and that side. And what we were talking about before our show is that our conversation needs to come from this higher perspective, like the Pleiadians were just talking about. And it's not that we are taking sides. We're not going to take sides and we're not going to um, bash any party. But this comes from a level of integrity that we each bring in our lives. And um, this higher level of being will come from um, the outside world that is reflecting to us where we still have this trauma that is uh, untransmuted. So let's talk about how we can find, how we recognize, let's take a couple examples of how we can recognize the trauma that is untransmuted and how we can clear it once and for all, because this is really what's keeping us from living our bigger, greater dreams. All right. So this is the Pleiadians again. Your emotional bodies are always going to be your indicator of untransmitted trauma. Now, if you're not paying attention to your emotional bodies, then your physical body or your physical reality will then become the indicator of untransmitted trauma, right? So we highly recommend that you give yourselves many, many times a day the opportunity to check in with yourselves emotionally and really identify how you are feeling and what you're feeling in the moment. 
both the emotion of it and where that emotion sits in your body, right? So you feel emotions emotionally. You also have physical experiences of your emotions. Everybody, just think about anxiety right now and think about how that feels typically in your third chakra when you feel anxiety, right? There's more often than not this kind of sensation or experience that's very visceral in your bodies, right? So on a regular basis, you give yourself the opportunity to check in. All right, how am I feeling right now? Whew, I'm feeling some really intense grief. All right, so what the mind's going to want to do then is the mind's going to want to say, why? Where's it coming from? What's the story? You don't need any of that. You don't need the why. You don't need the story. Now, if you get some of it, well, that's fine, right? You might flash on an earlier moment in your day, an earlier moment in this life, an earlier moment from another lifetime. You may flash on that. But if you don't, it doesn't, it's fine. It doesn't matter, right? So you tune in then to the feeling that you're having. So we're going with grief right now. So the first step is to feel it fully without judgment. Really let yourself have the feeling experience. All right? So the confusion in the spiritual New Age community that then tends to happen with fear that gets activated is, well, if I'm a creative being and I'm using my emotions to create my reality, if I give myself permission to feel all my caca, all I'm going to create is caca. No. <laughs> because the truth of it is, if you have grief to feel, you're feeling it whether you recognize it or not. And more often than not, it is the repression of your grief, your sadness, your anger, your rage, your frustration, on and on your despair, that causes you then to bring about in your physical reality the opposite of what you think you want, right? Because like we said earlier, if you don't deal with it emotionally, you're going to deal with it physically, either in your body or reflected around you in your physical experience, i.e. your manifestation process, right? Your job, your relationships, your ability to express yourself creatively, your projects, on and on. So this is really simplifying it, right? So you go in and you feel. So you feel your grief fully without judgment. It's not a bad emotion. You're not bad for feeling it. It's not a dark emotion. It's not a heavy emotion. Take all of those words, all of that language out of your consciousness and just let yourself really feel your grief or whatever you've activated and accessed in the moment. The second step then is to begin to observe yourself as you feel. So what you'll notice if you're running this right now, so let yourselves tune in, everybody. Take a breath. Check in with yourselves here. Really tune into your bodies and ask yourselves, how am I feeling right now? And give yourself the intention that you'd like to access some untransmitted trauma here, right? So let the feeling associated with the trauma emerge. So you're feeling it now. 
and you're locating it in your body as you're feeling it fully without judgment, allowing this version of you to scream and cry in pain as they need to. Then you begin to observe yourself as you feel. So what you'll notice as you observe, right? So you're feeling, that's still happening, and then you're observing. So the observational you is your fifth dimensional consciousness. So you're activating your fifth dimensional consciousness from within your higher self. And the higher self, the fifth dimensional consciousness, allows the you that is feeling to now feel completely supported and loved within the feelings experience and space. And then the next thing to do is just accept yourself in this feeling state exactly as you are. This is not about getting better, being better. This is about loving yourselves more. And as you access that deeper self-acceptance, a transmission of unconditional love begins to run automatically in your energetic structure. And that unconditional love goes to any version of you in any moment of time that needs it, that resonates with this feeling that comes from untransmitted trauma. So any version of you then that is stuck in grief on any timeline begins to receive your unconditional love, meaning that version of you begins to recognize itself as love incarnate. That transmutes the underlying trauma, freeing you then in the particular chakras you're working in, which then enables your fifth dimensional consciousness to reside more fully in your physical body, in the third dimensional structure, which then allows you to begin to create using frequency and vibration. Joy being the foundation we're using right now, but there are a lot of vibrations you can align with in your bodies now and use that in your creationary process. Thank you so much for that process. I really hope that helped Magdalene, who had a question about uh, how much more trauma can I live with? That was the question. <laughs> like that, that whole process that was uh, given to us by the Pleiadians really uh, unhooks us from it. Um, like, like what was mentioned, it's this new energy that runs through our system simply by sitting with it. But do you have any extra advice for Magdalene, who says how much extra trauma? I mean. Really, when's enough enough? And we can really control this, right? Yes, this is the bleed answer. So, so what happens initially and then for a period of time as you're doing your deep integration and reascension work is you really can feel like I'm never going to get through this, right? Like you're expressing, Magdalene. Because what you're dealing with is the intensity and we're not saying that you're new to this. We're aware that you've been doing this for quite some time, right? But things are accelerating and they're ramping up right now. So there is at times a magnification occurring. The purpose of the game is not to leave the experience of trauma completely. 
They're not doing that right now. The purpose right now is to move through the transmutation of trauma more effortlessly and joyfully. So you can find yourself running the process we just gave, which we use the acronym FOL for that process, feel, observe, accept, and love, right? You can run that then when you're driving your car, right? Yeah, this is Nora. I mean, like, I was having a shitty day the other day, right? And I forgot to fold, right? And if I forget to fold, if I forget that I have these tools and techniques, then, yeah, I feel out of control and miserable and, you know, like, what the fuck am I doing on this planet? Just like so many of us have that experience, right? Have that feeling state. So I was having that kind of day, right? And then I was like, oh, duh, full. (laughs) (laughs) So I just very quickly, while driving on the highway, tuned into what I was feeling, felt, observed, accept, activated unconditional love, took myself in that moment to a higher vibratory state. Now, that doesn't mean I cleared every single trauma piece associated with what I was feeling. That means I did an in-the-moment clearing, which then allowed me to operate from joy. And that is what this is about. That's what being in the moment is about, right? There's no end. There's no finishing. There's no finish line to any of this. Like, we've all got to get away from that, and that's very third-dimensional for us, right, because we're so used to (laughs) the school and finishing our assignments, right? Like, you hand your assignment in, and you graduate, and then you're done with high school, or you're done with college, or whatever. That is not what reintegration and reinvention is going to be like, nor is it what it is like. It's a constant evolutionary experience where we will revisit again and again and again and again and again the same trauma pieces, the same emotions, but we will more effectively move through those moments at accelerated rates so they no longer impact our day in the way they used to. Accelerated rate, that's the operative word. We will get stronger and better at it. So that's a powerful, powerful tool, really. I love that. Full, feel it, observe it, accept it, and love it unconditional love. Yes, there's another piece to it as well. This is the Pleiadians here, which we like to weave in every once in a while. So when you're in that observational state, sometimes what can happen is you'll catch the joke, meaning your fifth dimensional consciousness will remind you in the moment that this is all an illusion anyway, and everything that you're feeling isn't really real, right? That it's just a game. And if you can get there, that 5D laugh then that you can have, right? Because then your third dimensional self can just say, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and none of it. So I'm all making it up, right? It's all made up, right? It's real and it's not real. That laughter can really lighten you up and facilitate then the acceptance and the unconditional love in an even more accelerated fashion. Yeah, this is Nora. Like what I find now is, where that really comes in handy for me is if I'm having a fight with my husband, right? So, like, we can be in the middle of a really, like, intense exchange. And John and I do a lot of our transmutation of trauma work in a co-creative fashion. (laughs) Really (laughs) spiritually correct way of saying (laughs) that he he and I are very good at fighting and really getting into it with each other. And I'm incredibly grateful for (laughs) Thanks for helping me clear that. Exactly, right? (laughs) Well, not even that for John was 
excellent. When I first met him 20 plus years ago, he was excellent at feeling his anger and expressing it in a way that I was terrified to. And being with somebody who gave me permission to begin to access my anger and express it was profoundly shifting for me, right? Profoundly shifting. So now what will happen is, like, we'll be in the midst of a fight, and then, like, in the middle of it, we'll both have those 5D laugh moments, right, where we just go, oh, yeah, we're not really fighting about the dishes or what, like, this is trauma we're clearing. And then we'll both just laugh and then just stop. Like, we just walk away from the fight, right, and just go back to hanging out or whatever. Like, that never would have happened a few years ago. A few Mm -hmm. years ago, I would have fought for resolution in the moment with him, right? Because I believed it was about him and what was happening with him. Mm. Yes, this is the Pleiadians. Very little of what is happening in your moments now, very little of it is actually about this moment. The majority of what you are clearing, what you are transmuting, has to do with earlier moments in this incarnation when you were not given permission to feel what you needed to feel or other lifetimes. Yeah, so be gentle with yourself as we go through this feeling process. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Well, what a good spouse that you have that allows you that very safe space to express that. That's good. And and kudos for you, Nora, growing in this way. And this is how we're all growing. And and we can all just take a breath and, like, move out of that energy. That is 5D. So let's talk more about anchoring the 5D consciousness. Um, we're already here. It's already with us. Um, when we do clear these traumas, now this energy can be expressed. What do the Pleiadians see um, the world being when we're all able to get here and do this? Because it's pretty close. Yes. So we'll talk about now, right now, and how you can best embody it in this moment. And then we'll talk about those potentials. So when you transmute underlying trauma, and you do it in this very emotional slash physical way where you're locating within your body and the chakra connected to wherever you're feeling it in your body or chakras, right? So it could be multiple chakras where you're feeling your sadness, your pain, your anger, whatever it is. But as you do it in this way, and as you, as you hit that unconditional love moment of the full experience, it's what happens then is you create space in your third dimensional structure, right? Because trauma, trauma takes up space. So a lot of times we'll hear you all say like, oh, my third chakra is blocked or my throat chakra is blocked, right? From our perspective, you're not really blocked, but what you're accessing there is untransmitted trauma that's just taken up some room, right? It's like a car that's old that's got a lot of gunk, right, in the in the hoses, right? So transmuting the trauma clears out the hoses, which then allows for your fifth dimensional consciousness, which is already present, right? 
you're not bringing in your 5D identities. You are your fifth dimensional self. You always have been. So as the trauma clears, suddenly the gunk is gone, which means the 5D you can spread out from within, right? Like you're really, that 5D you just starts to relax and open up within your chakra system. Then the 5D you begins to take over operations of the third dimensional structure. And this is what's happening already, right? So you all are well on your way in this individually. You're also well on your way in this collectively. Now, the other piece of this is that Earth itself is doing the same thing. So there's 3D Earth, which is surrounding, let's say, just like your third dimensional identity is kind of surrounding your 5D identity. That's not really true because your 5D energy is right there massive. So really it's that your bodies kind of sit in the energy of your higher self and then also your higher self is contained within your third dimensional chakra system. So it's both an inner outer experience. So Earth is the same. Earth has a third dimensional structure and a fifth dimensional structure. So as Earth itself integrates in tandem with collective humanity, so collective humanity then is doing the same, right? There's that collective third dimensional consciousness and then the collective fifth dimensional consciousness. And again, it's not that the fifth dimensional consciousness is coming in. It's always been here. It's that the third dimensional consciousness is kind of getting the fuck out of the way with the clearing of the drama, right? So the 5D consciousness can emerge, right? It's emerging from within. And it it's happening in what appears to be, at times, dramatic ways. But from our perspective, it's actually very gentle. If you did this in a full-on dramatic way, you would experience massive physical accelerated change on your world, similar to the Earth Changes predictions. You remember that, Loren, all that Earth Change information that was floating around in the 90s, right? That was a potential timeline, sure. There was that potential that uh, the 5D energy was just going to blow through, right, like a volcano erupting, and then you would have massive destruction on your Earth. You all chose a different route. You chose a gentler route, in part because critical mass was achieved sooner than you all thought you'd be able to get there, right? So critical mass means there were enough of you who had begun to consciously access your fifth dimensional consciousness from within that that assured integration and reascension in this gentler format. So moving forward, individually, you're going to find it easier and easier to create what it is you desire for yourselves 
as long as you do two things. Not to be a broken record, one, continue to do your transmutation of trauma work. All right, and Magdalene, to reassure you, that won't be your main assignment, right? That will become just woven into your everyday experience, something you do every single day for a moment or two, right? Right now, for some of you, it feels like that is your big homework assignment to do this work. And that's correct. It has been that way. And it will continue to be that way for some of you for some time until you get to this point where it's just an everyday, uh, just like you get, you take a shower, right? Every day, you transmute your trauma every day or a few times a day. And it won't take as long as a shower takes for most of you, right? <laughs> It'll take a minute or two, like brushing your hair, right? I brushed my hair. I transmuted my trauma because it got activated. I'm on my way. So if you do that, transmute your trauma. And then the second piece, which is key in your manifestation process, is to get away from third dimensional manifestation techniques, right? A third dimensional manifestation technique is very goal oriented. There's a lot of physical information typically included in a third dimensional manifestation technique, right? Where you try to design within your own head the person, the event, the experience. You try to imagine what it would look like, uh, how much money you might make from it, uh, how many people might view it, on and on and on, right? That was fine in 3D reality, but that is not a fifth dimensional manifestation technique. Fifth dimensional beings manifest using vibration and frequency. We use those words interchangeably, vibration and frequency, right? So a 5D being, so your 5D consciousness, which is already embedded in your third dimensional chakra system, the 5D you simply activates the vibration of joy. We'll use joy because that's the thing we're using, right? But again, there are a lot of vibrations. Anything you can feel as an emotion, you can experience as a vibration as well. There are vibrational counterparts to every single emotion. But whereas emotions are big and loud and dense and dramatic and heavy, frequency and vibration is light like hummingbird swings, right? Think about think about a hummingbird and how incredibly powerful they are as beings, how fast they can go from here to there. These tiny winged beings whose wings flutter like this, right? It's faster than you can even see. That's frequency and vibration. And you'll notice a hummingbird will move much more quickly than a much bigger bird with bigger wings that take longer to fly, right? These are emotions. Emotions are slow and plodding. And when you're creating from emotion, it takes a lot longer to bring it about. That was your third dimensional process. Fifth dimensional process is I'm going to activate this vibration and frequency within my body without my brain needing to understand how I do it because my third dimensional mental body cannot understand how to do this, right? So you got to drop into your heart chakra and say, all right, computer, take it away. 
activate the vibratory rate of joy in my body, take a breath, push the joy button, however that works in your system, hold that frequency and vibration of joy. Just for a moment. And then get back to your day. Right? And then notice the opportunities to experience joy that begin to present themselves to you all around you like magic. Now, if you're waiting for a particular package to arrive, you might miss all the other opportunities and experiences, which is why we're saying you've got to get away from this goal-oriented, third-dimensional idea of identifying beforehand what it is that's going to bring you joy. Your third-dimensional identity does not really know what it is that's going to bring you joy. Your fifth-dimensional identity does. And we'll work on bringing that into your reality again and again. And then it's just up to you to receive it, to say yes. Yes, say yes. Okay. Really, it's being in the heart. It's being fully in the heart. So thank you for that. That's a very powerful tip. Thank you. And there's something else you had asked earlier uh, from the Pleiadians about moving forward and what that's going to look like. And I just want to respond to that, Loren. Beautiful. So your third-dimensional mental bodies are not going to be able right now to clearly see what that all will look and feel like, in part because of everything we just said, right? Your 3D minds can't really get it. You have a lot of, you have the appearance of a lot of problems on your world right now, right? We'll use climate change as one of the more dramatic and extreme, uh, quote-unquote, problems that have gotten activated right now on your planet. So... There, of course, can be a third-dimensional way of dealing that with that and then a fifth-dimensional way of dealing with it. So there are scientists right now working very hard at constructing third-dimensional solutions to some of the experiences you're having on your world. Then there is the fifth-dimensional consciousness that is birthing itself via your collective consciousness, your individual bodies, and Earth itself. And that fifth-dimensional consciousness comes online more fully. Suddenly, third-dimensional solutions, because you're still holding third-dimensional density, right? Suddenly, third-dimensional solutions that nobody had thought of prior, that there were no mathematical equations for, that there was no structure around, will start to pop into the consciousness of beings who are able to access that information and that those technologies then will be brought online very quickly that will facilitate that, we don't want to say cleanup of your world, right? Because it's not really right, but it is. Let's look at the idea of untransmitted trauma, right? So let's look at the idea of Earth itself going through the same process that you are individually. Some of what's happening on the surface of your world is the manifestation of Earth's collective untransmitted trauma and the need for Earth itself to transmute that energy. So as facilitators and 
co-creators with the consciousness of the planet itself, what you can step into within your own self is the recognition of the reflections. Oh, look at what Earth is doing over there. How does that reflect my own trauma? What's the feeling that's getting activated in me right now? What can I work on internally that will support and facilitate Earth's transmutation of this underlying trauma in a gentler way so less of humanity suffers as a result of it? I was talking with uh, Wendy Kennedy about this. Yeah, I know you've had Wendy on the show. Yeah. So, you know, Wendy and I are very dear friends. We've known each other for decades, and we had lunch together a few months ago, and we were talking about this very thing, about um, new technologies coming online and that they would be fifth-dimensional in nature. You know, we both just had this, like, really clear aha moment, really in the same moment, uh, where we could just see it, right? We both saw it very, very briefly how this would come about in such a rapid way. And it will be very, very quick because like the hummingbird, right? The hummingbird's still flying from the ground to the top of the tree, right? It still has to flap its wings the exact number of times to, to get up there. But it looks like it's jumping to the top of the tree. I watched one do it yesterday. So it's so funny. A hummingbird demonstrated this for me yesterday. It was low in our lavender plant, and then it looked like it jumped to the tippy top of this massive oak tree in our backyard, like in an instant. And that, to me, was it was this metaphor for fifth dimensional consciousness and the, the accelerated rate at which we create in the fifth dimension. But it was still moving. It didn't literally just jump. It did have to flap its wings to get there because it's still in third dimensional density. Now, if that hummingbird were, were completely fifth dimensional without third dimensional physical structure, yes, it would have been on a lavender bush and then it would have been at the top of the oak tree and there would have been no, no passage in between, right? It would have been here and there and that's it. It still did have to fly, but it flew so fast I couldn't recognize it was flying. That's like 5D magic working its way through the third dimension. <laughs> so on the hummingbird thing right now. <laughs> it is summertime and they are everywhere. Well, every time we see a hummingbird, that's going to come to mind. Yes. Pleiadians for that because, um, yes, so new earth is here and the solutions. So I love it because we're going to have 5D solutions. We're going to look at a, a problem of old earth, 3D earth, and we're going to come up with a 5D solution. And it's a movement back into oneness. I love that. Uh, you had mentioned integration and reascension. Let's talk a little bit more about that because reascension is basically what? This is returning to the oneness. Yes, this is the Pleiadians, right? We like the term reascension because you're already all ascended beings, right? You didn't start as third dimensional versions of energy. You started as source energy. We all in this universe started in the same exact place in that 13th dimension vibrating that's the story we tell right we tell the story that this universe is comprised of 13 dimensions there are a lot of stories out there about this universe and how it all plays out so that's just our version of it that's what we started talking about 
years ago, and that still works in Nora's consciousness. So it's not the ultimate truth. It is our version of the story. You, some of you may have different versions. That's fine. It's the energy that really matters and the understanding of the energetic. So, yes, you all started. We all started at the highest vibratory versions of ourselves as we absolutely could be. And then at some point disembarked from that high vibrational state to explore and created this universe very rapidly. Dissension occurred like a domino effect. Right? So as soon as we all broke off from the oneness and began to individually create, the entire structure of this universe was created in an instance. And you all have had incarnations and experiences on all dimensions. You just happen to be, right now in this moment in time, holding third dimensional density within the third dimension, navigating through the fourth dimension, so you're both in the third, in the fourth, and then also integrating fifth dimensional consciousness, which is the reascension piece, right, which takes you into 5D space. So the reason you're not integrating a fourth dimensional consciousness is because the difference in vibratory rate between the third dimension and the fifth dimension is so radical. There's nothing else like it in the universe. Once you start to work your way up the ladder of uh, the dimensions, they get closer and closer together in vibratory rates. But the gap between 3D and physical density and 5D, light body state, is so massive. The fourth dimension exists as a bridge dimension. So while you're in the fourth dimension, which is really where you are now, you get to either throw onto the fourth dimension the rules of the third dimension or the rules of the fifth dimension or a mixture of both. And for the most part, that's where a lot of you are at now. You're in this blended 3D, 5D space where you're running both operating systems at the same time. Well, it's so exciting, you know, to do this. Well, that's why all the machines are upgrading and software systems and computers yeah. and everything, because we're going through this upgrade literally in every moment. So uh, thank you for those tips to clear out the trauma, to activate the 5D, uh, really some powerful tools here for us. And what a beautiful world when we are vibrating in joy, because that trauma has gone, I can see new earth and it's beautiful. It is, it is very creative, and people are living authentically, so that is what we're all reaching for, and we're here doing it together. So everyone stay steady with that. Stay in the vision of New Earth because it's coming, and this is the importance of that vision. Okay, um, let's see. Pleiadians and Nora, I'm going to go to a couple of questions here from our audience and callers. If you're on the phone, please send your question into the Q&A box on our website. We do not have ability to open our phone line when we're on QCTV on the video live stream. All right, Rain, hello, Rain. She would like to know, is it always, this is taking us off subject, but it's very interesting. Is it always that the soul decides to leave the body at death 
Or does it happen that the soul was not planning on leaving, but the body got terminally terminally ill or had a fatal accident and the soul left? All right. So this is the Pleiadians here. Prior to incarnation, you set up for yourselves multiple opportunities to leave, exit points. So you come in with some exit strategies. And more often than not, you'll bypass the first few uh, that come up, right? You say, oh, no, I'm not interested in, in taking that one. And then there will come that point where you say, oh, all right, I'm done. We're ready to move on. We've, we've done really everything we wanted to do this time through. Are there any ever any accidents? Right, because that's what you're really asking is, is there ever an accidental leaving? No. Is there ever an unexpected exit point? Yes. Rarely. So what can happen sometimes is due to many different things coming together, right? Events issues, experiences as a creator being, it could be that you suddenly say, huh, I really would like to go now. And your higher self says, okay, we can do that. Even though we haven't planned for this exit point, we can do that. Again, this is really rare. More often than not, you'll use the exit strategies, one of them that you had given yourself prior to incarnation. So I think what's what's really important, this is Nora here, is that there's never an accident, right? There's never anybody who leaves, who leaves a who leaves without on some level some agreement, right? There is always agreement to everything. Yes, and so that's helpful for those getting over that. Um, it could be a small child unexpectedly. Yeah. It could be this deep, deep trauma. <clears throat> and so that's helpful to know as we process that. Okay. Yes, and, and we'll we'll speak on that specifically. More often than not, when a child leaves, that happens in large part because they only wanted to come in to have some very specific experiences in the child body and also as a facilitator for those around them yes okay all right i call that the chronicles of love because they're so tender and they do hurt oh mm-hmm. yeah you know in the pleiadians they're always so aware of the human condition when they're working through me loren you know like they never ever give any of that information lightly nor do i Right, like it's not meant to cancel out the grief, the loss, the suffering that occurs as a result of these very human experiences. It's just a way to better understand the fifth dimensional consciousness and how that operates in conjunction with our third dimensional experiences, right? So we don't want you all, excuse me here while my bra strap falls down. Okay, this is a very human moment for Nora. We don't want you all to ever, right, go into spiritual bypassing where you say, oh, well, my higher self uh, or my mother's higher self said it was time to go. So completely fine that she left, and I'm not going to feel any of my grief because that's lesser than. No, it's not less. 
to feel your feelings. It's imperative that we feel what we're feeling in the moment, right? Imperative that we feel it. And we can feel our grief and our rage and our anger and our sadness and our loss and run the fifth dimensional consciousness and the understanding that comes from that exactly in the same moment in time. And that is that blended 3D, 5D reality that most of us are sitting in right now as we transit the fourth dimension, right? We're still getting the dense third dimensional experience, and yet we get to apply this fifth dimensional consciousness, which suddenly makes the dense experience just a little bit less dense, right? The grief is there, but it's, it's, it's not as overwhelming. Yes, thank you. And that circles us back to what we were saying in the beginning of our conversation where um, the world around us is, it requires this higher level of awareness, this higher consciousness, this 5D consciousness. So we're getting there um, and we're not going to go into politics, but I do want to, well, I guess I will just a little bit because we it's, can. <laughs> so, and it's not to be divisive because I've watched the spiritual community take sides and that's not what we're here for. Again, it comes from a higher conversation um, and it boils down to each of us having integrity within ourselves to step up and say something from a higher perspective that offers a higher solution. And one of the things that I found very interesting, and again, you guys, if whether you like Trump or don't like Trump or whoever or whatever, I do like to see conversation opening up. For example, Marianne Williamson from our spiritual community, she is a Course in Miracles teacher, and she is bringing that perspective to the table, um, albeit on the side of a Democrat, but it's somewhere, wherever she comes. So, um, again, we're not here to talk politics and to say who's right or who's wrong, but to bring the conversation to a level that is of a higher perspective. And again, this comes down to um, the world that we create, one that is one with love, one is uh, that is not separate from that. So I just wanted you to say something about that, if you would. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, I have some things, and then the Pleiadians have some things as well. But I'll talk about myself personally first. So for a long time, I was not political, meaning I voted. I had feelings and opinions about some of the things that were happening on our world, but I didn't really take any action in that direction. And I thought and I believed it was inappropriate for me as a channel, a healer, and a spiritual teacher to get involved in politics, right? <laughs> How third-dimensional of me, <laughs> right? I mean, that is the epitome of separation to say, I am spiritual, therefore I should not be political, right? <laughs> it's all about separation. Mm -hmm. So and I've shared this before, so I don't mind sharing it again. When Bernie Sanders announced he was running back in 2015, I felt excited and lit up in my body in a way that I never had been before in connection to politics. Now, part of it is I love Bernie, right? I've been listening to him for years speak about oneness and connection, and he does it in his very gruff way, but Bernie has really brought that fifth dimensional consciousness to the table. He did that back in 2016 when he was asked about his religion, right? He talks about spirituality 
instead and talked about how we are all one. And if you hurt, I hurt, right? So I got involved at that point, and I stayed pretty involved. And what I'm watching is an opportunity to bring fifth-dimensional consciousness into politics, right? This is the Pleiadians here, and it doesn't matter who you're supporting. If your intention is to bring your true self and that fifth-dimensional consciousness into the political landscape, into any landscape, right? Into school, into government, into uh, healthcare, wherever it is, then you're going to facilitate that greater shift and that greater awareness. Yeah, it's funny, like, when I signed up to volunteer for Bernie, I thought, they're going to reject a Pleiadian channel. Like, they're not going to want a Pleiadian channel because I was interviewing for like a high-level volunteer position back then in 2015, they immediately accepted me. That also was an indication to me that something was changing in our political landscape if they, if campaigns were embracing somebody who does something as out there as what I do out there, right? Extraterrestrial channel. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's the changing uh, environment, and again, this is indicative of um, us standing up, tuning into ourselves with the integrity, and when you were elated and you felt that joy in your body, that's the thread that we follow. That's what we're talking about in this conversation, and when we all do this, no matter what belief systems, you know, like the should or the belief system, um, don't don't talk politics or money Right. You know, like kids, they learn that in school these days. Don't talk about politics. Well, from another level, like we said, there has to be an ability to chat about these things and to bring in this higher consciousness. So, yes, and it, it is that. Thank you. It is that following my excitement. It's funny. I'm volunteering for Bernie again. I didn't know if I was going to again or not. Right. Like people ask me all last year. Then into some of this year, you know, are you going to volunteer for Bernie? And I was like, ah, I don't know. I can't tell. I wasn't really feeling it. But he announced on, like, February 19th, right? I woke up. I saw he announced. I knew it was going to happen. I was so excited, like, unexpectedly excited and immediately signed up to volunteer, and I'm doing it again, and I'm following that excitement, right? And it's less about Bernie for me. It is more about taking physical action towards the reality I desire. And this is the pathway that excites me to do it, right? This is the Pleiadians here. Yes, you are absolutely now, all of you, in a space where you can only benefit from walking your talk, right? You can only benefit from it. So any opportunity you see to take physical action towards bringing that fifth dimensional consciousness through you, birthing that through your body. We encourage you to do it. Happy birthing, everyone. We can yeah. do it. Yes, absolutely. And it doesn't have to be painful, right? But if it is painful or when it is painful, when you're in a moment of pain, tend to your pain. Okay, well, this brings up another question that we have. This one comes from Karen, 
And Karen says, and so it, it kind of fits with what we're talking about, because if we're going to play this 3D game where we're going to be divided from someone because of their political viewpoint, that is just so childish. We need to rise above and accept and hear what people are saying and then look at it from the highest perspective that we can from a loving perspective. Um, and so that means that relationships, right? There's going to be people in our lives. I've seen husbands and wives and siblings and families, fathers and daughters, et cetera, et cetera. And so here's Karen with her question that says, I'm finding that some of my friendships are very trying lately. I don't want to dissolve these relationships. So how can I move into a place of peace and love within these relationships? All right. This is the Pleiadians here. So what you're talking about, Karen, is frequency, vibration, and the bandwidth that you're operating on, right? So as you begin to really consciously integrate and reascend, you're not all doing this at the same rate at the same time. Each of you is having your own individuated journey of it, and you're at the place that is perfect for you in the moment you're in, which means that there are going to be people around you who are suddenly still vibrating at that denser vibration, that denser rate of frequency. You're now in a higher vibratory rate, and there's an incompatibility then that begins to manifest. And Partly what's often needed in these situations is just a little bit of a step back from the relationship and the connection. It doesn't mean you have to cut that person off, although that sometimes does need to happen, right? Sometimes you do need to do it in your process of transmutation of trauma. You need to completely clear your field so you can do your inner work. What can happen sometimes for those of you that find yourself in that space is, oh, then after some time passes, you can then connect again with some of these people that you stepped away from, and you're not really triggered any longer by their vibration or where they're at. And that's really ultimately at the end of the day what this is about, right? It's never going to be about the other person and the consciousness that they're holding. It's going to be about your reaction to the consciousness that they're holding. and whether or not you've done enough transmutation of your own trauma work where you can maintain your vibration and frequency in their space. I mean, I have very personal experience of this. My father and I are very, very different in our consciousness. And we didn't see each other or speak to each other for years. I'm in the place now where I visited with him a year and a half ago, and I can talk to him on the phone, and I'm just not triggered any longer. It's not that he is saying anything different, right? He still has the same belief system. He's still the same exact version of himself as he always was. It's that I'm more healed now. So I no longer assign my value in any way, shape, or form to his opinions or opinion of me, right? And that's what a lot of us struggle with in these relationships, whether it be a friendship or a parent or a sibling, right? It's all about our value and our inner value. And if we 
get easily knocked off kilter in our own inner value and triggered by somebody outside of us, sometimes what we have to do is step away from that person, put our attention on our inner work, do that really hardcore internal shifting, and then we can hang out with that being again, and it doesn't matter, right? They can have whatever viewpoint they want. We can have whatever viewpoint we have, and there's really very little conflict. Thank you for that perspective. That's what we're here to do. We are balancing those energies and removing the triggers. Again, the soul, F-O-A-L. Yes, the feeling, the observation, the acceptance, and the unconditional love. I just want to recap that because it really is a powerful technique that will dispel that in a moment, in an instant. And so, as the Pleiadians said, it just runs this new energy, 5D energy within us. So, that's powerful. Okay, there's another question I'd like to get to. Um, um, intense emotions, intense emotions. This is from Chris. He says he does practice, or she, excuse me, Chris does practice full. When I'm going through more intense emotions, I find this process very helpful. However, when I'm going through subtle emotions, such as disconnection or stuckness, I find it hard to get any movement. Just wondering why that is, and do you have any advice? Well, yes, this is a Pleiadian. So that's because disconnection and stuckness are not emotions. Those are mental constructs or judgments mm. about your current experience. So what you're really talking about is judgment. Yeah, when you're judging yourself, it's really impossible to transmute any underlying trauma to clear. And from our perspective, None of you are ever disconnected and none of you are ever stuck. You are always connected. You are always your higher selves. You are always exactly where you need to be. And if you are experiencing the illusion of disconnection, dig in a bit deeper and ask yourself, oh, shit, what is the feeling that I'm feeling that I'm ignoring right now? Because if you ignore your emotions, you experience disconnection, right? Because you're disconnected then from a part of your operating system, right? So you go deeper and say, ah, right, okay, yes. Full is not something you can really use with mental constructs because uh, mental constructs are just a byproduct of your third-dimensional mental operating system judging your fifth-dimensional consciousness or even judging your third-dimensional self, right? That's why a huge piece of the full process is to feel whatever it is you are feeling without judgment. So it's not disconnection you're feeling or stuck. We would say instead it might be intense loneliness that you're feeling or intense frustration, right? Go to the emotional pieces. That'll work your way through it then. Beautiful. Thank you for that. Chris, we hope that helps you. All right. And here's a question. We're talking about the 5D solutions. So Linda in Phoenix, it's hot there today, I bet, says, I love what you're saying. Does that mean there are 5D solutions to 3D physical illnesses or limitations? Absolutely. Yes. This is the Pleiadians here. However, a lot of them will have a third dimensional counterpart. Um, one of the things we'd like to use right now as an example of this that you all have in your reality are flower essences. Because flower essences are fifth dimensional medicine. Because 
Flower essences are not comprised of plant products. Flower essences are comprised of the vibratory rate of the plant or the flower, and that vibration is, quote-unquote, encapsulated then in some kind of liquid, right? That's really just kind of a trick <laughs> for your bodies <laughs> because your bodies are so used to having to take a physical medicine in, right? So, yes, there will be more along the lines of things like flower essences that come into your physical experience here on Earth. You're probably going to see some work around, uh, some work using some laser technology and even some holographic technology when it comes to medicine, right, when it comes to healing and health. And there will be a third-dimensional component, right, a machine, something that projects the energy, but the energy itself will be fifth-dimensional. Beautiful. Oh, that's so wonderful. I've got a couple of ideas we won't go into right now, but that is so promising. And it's very exciting. And so this is why we're always here to inspire people to go into their hearts and really cultivate that joy and live their passion and bring it forth because that is new earth. Yes. So thank you. So, um, Nora, I wanted to give you a moment to talk about a couple of live classes that you have coming up. It's part of your special offer. I'm going to go ahead and put this up right now on our screen because um, this is ways that people can work more closely with you. So talk a little bit about this, please. What do you have for us? All right. So in this package, yes, the first two items are two live events. Uh, the first one is next Thursday, the 25th, uh, called Anything Goes with the Pleiadians. And of course, the song Anything Goes <laughs> starts playing in my from Showboat, from the musical Showboat, every time I even say, um, say the title for this event. So, uh, to be honest, I don't really know what's going to happen <laughs> in this transmission. I know it will be fun. Um, I know a lot of processes and new information will be shared, and we'll focus on manifestation and operating from joy, of course, because that is what we do. Um, but I'm also aware, because the Pleiadians asked me to name it Anything Goes, uh, we're probably going to branch out in some really interesting and new and exciting content that will come both directly from them and then also via the questions uh, that will be asked during the program, right? So there will be a lot of Q&A in that program. This is a teleconference that you'll call into and a webcast that you can also listen to and submit questions written like you do in this program. And then uh, Tuesday, August 6th, we'll be having – this is our, our monthly transmission. So this is our August monthly transmission. It'll be kind of a up-to-date on um, what's happening in reality at that time, processes to support us in that moment, and then again, a Q&A. The next item is a channeling workshop that we gave last fall via uh, webcast and teleconference. Uh, this is lots of processes to connect you up with your guides, lots of information about channeling. Um, yeah, it's Everyone has gotten back to me on that one saying that, you know, both during it, there were just some amazing breakthroughs people had uh, in their channeling process and in their connections. And then afterwards, I got lots of great feedback. 
And then what follows are six workshops that have all taken place from uh, December 20th, the, the last winter solstice we had, all the way through, I think, the summer solstice transmission, right, that just occurred a few um, weeks ago. I'm not going to break down every single one of them. I will say that uh, Creativity in Your Creator Technology, which happened back in April, is all about our second chakras, uh, the use of our second chakras, as the center for our manifestation and creator identities, the move away from our sexual operating system into our creator operating system. Um, so that's that's a really powerful one on manifestation, as is, of course, the manifestation in the Age of Ascension, which uh, was given back in February. And again, that's all tons of information about operating as a creator and clearing trauma and activating vibrations and frequencies and on and on. <laughs> and on and on. So you can go deep with Nora if you'd like and get into those classes. Again, there's two live classes coming up. They will be recorded in case you miss the live date. So you can always access those. Nora, thank you so much for that. We've got the um, image up here on our screen. The website is right there. It's acoustichealth.com slash special offers slash Nora hyphen Harold, and you can get that uh, special offer with all of those recordings. You're going to get an email to join Nora for her live calls and her groups coming up. You can ask all kinds of questions to the Pleiadians. So thank you so much for that, Nora. We really appreciate that beautiful special offer. It's such a gift. Thank you. Well, you're welcome. And also the live, of course, the live events will be recorded. So uh, the recordings then will be included in the package as well. The replay is available immediately afterwards. And then once John uh, finishes editing for sound quality, they'll be, uh, we'll send them off to Loren and she'll add them to your package pages as well. So you can download those recordings at that point. Yes, beautiful. All right. So that is all there. Uh, and we invite you all to check it out and join Nora. She's a beautiful teacher, and the messages from the Pleiadians are so helpful during this great time of change. And it really is an empowering time, is it not? Don't you feel it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I was thrilled um, at the beginning of this year when the Pleiadians really put the focus and attention back on the Operate from Joy technology and manifestation and you know, thrilled because I, I mean, I love helping people process their trauma and the, the essential nature of it, the importance of it is it's so profound, right? Um, but it can get a little heavy <laughs> doing all that trauma work, as was stated earlier in the program, right? So to, to hear the Pleiadians constantly being uh, talking about uh, the joy frequency in vibration again and bringing that information through has been super, super exciting and enlivening and empowering. You know, and then we just had these two eclipses. I wanted to get this in quickly, right? The yes. solar eclipse that we had back yesterday. on July 2nd yes. and then uh, yesterday, the lunar eclipse. Uh, this is the Pleiadian. So what we said about the solar eclipse was around that period of time, it's kind of like the hummingbird example, although you didn't fly up the mountain, you literally uh, picked yourselves up 
and put yourself on a much higher mountain, right? So you didn't, you didn't, you weren't, you're not on the same timeline. You jumped timelines and jumped to a much higher vibratory rate during that eclipse window. And over the last few days, you've given yourself the opportunity to clear on this higher timeline, right? So this is something else that happens. We said it earlier. Every time you raise your vibration and frequency, anything you've cleared on the lower vibrations, you're going to clear on this higher, vibra higher vibratory rate as well. But you'll find you do it much more quickly, right? So it used to be sometimes it would take you months to clear something. Yeah. Now it's sometimes just a matter of minutes. Yeah, man, I had, like, I was so <laughs> cranky yesterday, the day before. Oh, yeah. I, I just want to tell everybody to fuck off, right? Like, I was sitting there in front of my Facebook feed, like, posting things and deleting them before publishing them, right? Because I had so many thoughts and so much anger, and I knew better. I'm like, no, I'm not going to spew all my anger right out into the world. And I did some poll, and I, I worked through, and I knew I was being helped <laughs> by the lunar eclipse, right? I knew that's oh, yeah. what was happening. <laughs> and, I, and I heard from a number of people yesterday, like, oh, my God, I totally forgot to poll. And I had such a bad day. <laughs> I just go to bed early. Yeah. <laughs> I just like check out. Okay. See you all. I did do that actually on Monday night. Yeah. 16. Yeah. Monday. I think it was Monday that I was yeah. really, I had to really hold back because <laughs> I had a lot of opinions about everything. <laughs> they were very dense. <laughs> You know, we have to lighten up here, right? This is yes. why it's so important to, you know, humor is a requirement and that can do so much when we're going through this clearing of this trauma. So just remember that, everyone. Lighten up. We have to lighten up to ascend, you know, yes. or reascend. Yes. Yes, our third dimension, our fifth dimensional counterparts, right? Um, they are so funny. Good. Let's bring those in. In the face of everything, because it really, you know, if you can diffuse a situation with some humor, that's good. We love it. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, um, it's, it's been a year since last summer, and last summer I, I used the word explosive. It seemed like it was explosive. Um, in these old patterns, that if we were not able to become aware of them, then the recreation of those patterns in our normal everyday life seemed rather explosive. Relationships were explosive. People were like explosive, um, hollering out at others. It was a really good summer to use the violet flame. Um, but this year, it feels like everything is shifting. So as we close today, what does that mean for shifting? Because we really... No more 3D manifesting with everything shifting so quickly. Yes. Well, that is evidence. What you're talking about there, Loren, is that timeline jump that you all made after the eclipse cycle towards the end of last summer. So you were in a much denser reality. So that explosive energy that you were talking about was all of that untransmitted mm -hmm. trauma coming to the surface, offering you all the opportunity to tend to it, right? Now, because you're in a higher vibratory rate collectively, it can still happen 
but it doesn't quite have the oomph because you're in a higher state, right? So it's not that the explosions aren't happening. They're just, they look and feel very different. We're not triggered move, much. Yes, and you move through them much more quickly. Hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's wonderful. So that, to me, again, I'll say it one more time, that is so promising, and it is very hopeful. Very good. Yes. Okay, well, Nora, thank you so much for being here. I want to give you a moment to bring the Pleiadians back and to give us a message for this beautiful time space that we're in and 2020, which is fast upon us. All right. So take a breath, all of you. And as you breathe here into your beautiful, beautiful bodies, Allow yourself to remember that you are love incarnate. Say to yourself, I am love incarnate. This is your inherent value, always. Anytime you get away from this and you try to find your value in an action or an activity or someone else's opinion, right? Take a breath, put your attention back on yourself and remind yourself that your inherent value is that you are love incarnate. The more you integrate and ground this truth and your fifth dimensional identity already has it, right? It can never forget it. It's not anywhere else, right? Your 3D identity can forget this all the time. Your 5D, you never ever forget their inherent value, that they are valuable simply because they exist. So give yourself permission again and again to align and connect with and integrate this truth. I am valuable because I am. That puts you in a state of relaxation, makes it much more easier for you to lighten up and have fun and operate from joy. And then it allows you to work in the world in a bigger way. Then you get to do it because it's fun, right? Because it's fun to be out there having big adventures. Not because you're trying to prove your value to yourself or anyone else, but because it's fun. Nora Harold channeling the Pleiadians for all of us today here on QCTV. Nora, thank you so much for this quantum conversation. And thank you, Pleiadians. Such a blessing. Thank you. Thank you, Loren. Thank you all so much for tuning in. I love you, Loren. I love all of you who are tuning in. Thank you. Thank you. And again, if you would like Nora's special offer, it is available for you here at AcousticHealth.com. So check that out. And um, if you want, join Nora on those live calls and classes. Well, now it is time to dance our way to the cosmic heart. And this is where we're going to have a little fun and lighten up and send your intentions for that greater part of you to really come in and play with us here in this now moment. Namaste, everyone.
Quantum Conversation, and thank you for dancing with us to the Cosmic Heart. As we raise our own vibration, we raise the vibration of the planet. This show is dedicated to you and all awakening hearts as we are here to shine our bright light and amplify our love. Access all Quantum Conversations, special offers from our guests, and online healing retreats by visiting AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and from my sacred heart to yours, I honor your magnificent love and light. We leave you now with the I honor from the universe. Music literally created by the universe as musical notes were assigned to mathematical equations. The result is this beautiful music available at AcousticHealth.com. Namaste. Namaste.